Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Well, good morning, everyone. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to February 28th, 2022. The last day of the month of February. Big J, give this month of February a grade. Um, In the Big J world, anyway. Give me to go B. All right. It's a pretty good month. Solid B. Can't complain about that. That's Passing a, for what, sure. What's that? Passing for sure. Yeah, well, yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, as we sally forth into March, thank you very much for joining us on this Monday morning. We appreciate that. Kicking off yet another week of fun and excitement. Uh, today, I'm going to say we're going to do one concert announcement. And uh, hopefully I get some sort of affirmation on that before we actually do it, but uh, it was. I was told it was moved to today, so that's how we're going to do it, Big J. That's how we're going to attack the day. You understand? All right. Uh, and so we will get into that over the course of the show today. We got a bearded badass for you on this Monday. We have tickets to Kill Switch Engage and August Burns Red and Light the Torch. That show is tomorrow evening at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. So that should be a very good, fun, and exciting show and a hell of a way to kick off your week as well if you're looking for that or if you're just looking for three things we got you free things we got you covered so that's cool hopefully it was a good weekend for you and now we kind of right the ship a little bit and head in towards the week and mine did not kick off great i've done something for the first time ever in my adult life and i still don't like it happened to me and i don't understand how it happened like i seriously like choked for like three minutes on my toothpaste this morning I don't know what was what? going on. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Like, I mean, I know it went down the wrong pipe, right? And that's never a good thing. And I just, it wasn't great. And so that was how I woke up this morning. I'm brushing my teeth and uh, and I feel like I'm going to die. But good news is I'm here. And I don't know how I did it, but I choked on my toothpaste. So not Jesus. a great way to kick off the morning, but I'll be all right. I'll battle through it. And uh, if that's the, the biggest of my hurdles, then I'm doing okay, I feel like. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but maybe the worst of it's out of the way. That remains to be seen. There's a whole lot of day left, so we'll see. But let's get started with some music on this show. It will start the morning and the week with some Pearl Jam for you. This is Black. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. Lots of back and forth going on at the State House these days about a bunch of different bills that are getting passed and moving on. One of them is Senate Bill 1315. That would provide a full-day kindergarten to Idaho families. Uh, that is being set to be heard by the Senate Education Committee today. Uh, Governor Brad Little has requested that Education Committee's chair, Stephen Thom, put the pull the bill for a couple of days so they can prepare their statements, and now they're going to hear them today. It has been something that's been debated for a while. This is an optional thing, so you have the ability as a parent to choose whether or not your child goes to full-day kindergarten or half-day kindergarten when you enroll them. But uh, the biggest reason the proponents have for this bill is because it's difficult for people and parents around the state to find daycare and afford daycare as they're going through the emotions of getting back into the job market and trying to find a place to do that. But I feel like... You know, again, my, my kids are aged up out of this whole thing. Yeah. So both of them had half-day kindergartens. It wasn't a thing that, uh, that that was talked about when it was done. But 
Like, if your reason for making it a full day is because you, it, it, there's not enough daycare or it's too... I mean, that feels like the wrong reason to me. Like, we already think as teachers as babysitters, and that feels like a blurred line that probably shouldn't even be there, for being honest. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. that was the biggest thing for the homeschooling during the pandemic and wanting to... It's like, I can't go to work and have my kids at the same time. It's like, I know we get it. But, like, if you think of school as your babysitter, that's... That's not fair to the teachers. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's also not fair to the kids. No. No. Now, having the option is always nice. It doesn't make it mandatory, but I just feel like the reasoning behind it is flawed. And if that's why you're doing it, it does, A, it's disrespectful to the work that the teachers do for the kids. And uh, so, I mean, the other argument is, of course, early education is important and all that kind of stuff, but there's really... Not a whole lot of studies that point to all-day kindergarten being more beneficial than half-day kindergarten. Uh, it's a war of convenience is really what it boils down to. And uh, we'll see what ends up happening. There's a lot of pros and cons for it. I just want to make sure that we don't teach teachers like babysitters. I don't feel like that's a fair assessment to make, and it's a wrong reason to do pretty much anything. Now, we can have a bigger discussion as to the state of daycare and affordability and housing and having to work overtime to make sure you can afford a babysitter and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole other problem altogether. But that's more of a societal impact and the way that we've decided to go about doing things as opposed to, I need to put my kindergarten kid in school all day, therefore, because I can't afford daycare. That seems like a really weird reason to do so. Well, Big J, I think you need to prepare yourself for the fact that it may be a bit before there's some baseball. Because the Major League Baseball and the Players Union met for more than six hours yesterday. But the deadline is tomorrow uh, before they can delay opening day, which of course would delay spring training and all sorts of stuff. So it's probably not going to happen on time. And when it does, who knows when it fires back up. But uh, they were pretty far apart when the weekend began. They're a little bit closer together, but they're still a ways away from each other on a lot of the big deals. So this is not something barring any kind of miraculous meeting that's going to be solved in the next 24 hours. So get ready to hear some delays. That's just the reality of things. It was another Tom Holland weekend at the box office, Big J. Uh, Uncharted, number one again this weekend. Despite everybody that I know have seen it, uh, that has seen it, has given it a collective meh. <laughs> it continues to rake in the cash. Uh, $23 million at the box office this weekend. Uh, that's good enough for first place. Dog, the Channing Tatum puppy movie. Came in second with $10 million. Spider-Man No Way Home still breaking in the money. $6 million. Death on the Nile fourth. And then Jackass Forever coming in at number five. Of course, all those movies are going to get the hell out of the way this weekend for the Batman, which opens up in theaters. And that's going to take the box office crown. The question the is, hell out. how much will it make? <laughs> Blind Melon, no rain here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Remind me, Big J, when you were vegan, Big J, for a bit, how long did that last? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. And were you, like, diligent about it outside of the food stuff, or was it just, like, food products that you were vegan about? What do you mean? It wasn't... Like, no, you know, I, I was eating plant-based. That wasn't vegan. Okay. So, uh, you weren't full... It was more like you were a vegetarian. Yeah. It wasn't about saving the animals. Gotcha. It was about a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And, no offense to you animals out there. <laughs> and there's a lot of the listen, trust me. But uh, there are certain things that I feel like are a little bit overboard when it comes to vegan and vegan stuff. Now, listen, I've never uh, tried to be a vegan. I haven't lived the vegan lifestyle, so I am a little bit out of my element. But I do know that there's a lot of different things that, you know, I guess 
markets itself as vegan that doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to me i can understand it if it's in the food world and the cosmetics world and all that kind of stuff but there's a new market that i didn't believe was out there and apparently is much bigger than i thought i'm talking about vegan sex toys now uh, apparently there is a whole market of plenty of companies that label themselves as a vegan sex toy but there is now the first company that has the stamp of approval from the vegan society which is apparently like the end-all be-all the illuminati of the vegan world if you will big j and they have decided to sign off on a particular brand of sex toys called vibio and so that's your opportunity if you're living that vegan lifestyle to really really dive in and they say that they are the only uh, sex toy on the market that guarantees that their sex toys do not contain any animal products and they also weren't tested on animals, which led me to go, hang on a second. Whoa! <laughs> no! Hang on a second. Real. Well, now listen, you can make that statement, but what you do then is you imply that there are yes. others out there that are, and I'm like, hang on, what? We need to, this needs to be uh, uncovered. I agree. Like, That's... there should be some sort of, like, I mean, I don't want to see the footage, but it feels like there should be some expose on, is this really how some, not all necessarily, but even some sex toys are tested? Now, that's something I can get behind and be like, it needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> but then the flip side to that is, of all the terrible things we tested, right. I technically, I, I wouldn't that give the animals pleasure? It's, it's it's very hypocritical, and like, you know, I'm probably fine testing anim on animals for certain things, especially that might save human beings' lives, but this seems like an egregious abuse to animals if this indeed is true. Now, there's plenty of sex stuff that happens in the animal world uh, for breeding purposes. Yeah, yeah, but this is why we deserve aliens to come down here and probe <laughs> us, okay? Now, again, I don't know if any of that is actually true. What I'm saying is the statement that says our products were definitely not tested on animals makes me believe that there are some that are. And I don't know what they are, but I want to know why. Like, you don't need animals to tell you if your sex toy is operational. You can, I'm sure, have a bunch of volunteers that will sign up to go to town and tell you whether or not whatever product you're creating is working. Right, well. But it seems dark and gross. So far, a Google uh, search oh, no. for our sex products tested on animals has come up bupkis. Okay, good. Okay. Good. But now, good luck it with your targeted ads, my friend. <laughs> Uh, it's all tied to your email, so uh, it goes uh, directly to lubrication. I don't know why that connection so. was made either, but I, I at least have some sort of sense of relief. But I think maybe that's kind of what they were trying to do. You know, it's like it's like addition through subtraction. Whereas maybe there's not another company out there that actually does this. But when you release a statement like that, it makes me think that there yeah. are. And uh, and I'm glad one of us was uh, brave enough to right do into their trap. the Google search because I certainly was not going to do a Google search about sex Let me toys and animals. Videos here and see what happens. <laughs> no, don't, please. I think that's illegal. Morning after with Nick and Big J, your illegal. bearded badass is next on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Today's bearded badass has had an interesting journey to say the least, and more. Often than not, a good portion of his roles in movies has had him wearing a beard, sometimes just a six o'clock shadow, to the full-on fierce beard of a king. I'm talking about Scottish-born actor Gerard Butler, or Jerry if you're friends. <laughs> We're lucky to have him, and I mean that because he spent the better part of his early life in school preparing to become a lawyer. 
In fact, if it wasn't for an overabundance of drinking early in his life, just out of school, he might never have had uh, heard of Gerard Butler, as Gerard might uh, say he drank his way out of law. After successfully becoming a lawyer, he promptly got fired from his first job, mostly due to not showing up to work. It was at this point that he started to focus in on trying to become famous. And he admits to this day that the beginning of his acting career, he wasn't in it for the right reasons, but he was tenacious and enthusiastic. A chance meeting with a friend from high school who happened to be a casting director landed him a role. <clears throat> and a few years later, he was off to L.A. Starting, in his, uh, starting his career in 2000 with some roles here and there. It wasn't until 2006 that he landed that role. King Leonidas in Zack Snyder's 300. It shot him to fame and plenty of action roles have followed and some great voiceover work as well as Stoic in the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. And in 2016, co-starring along with Aaron Eckhart and Morgan Freeway, uh, Freeman, sorry, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Butler brought to life gritty Secret Service agent Mike Bannon and started a new action movie franchise starting with Olympus Has Fallen. Butler has continued uh, to add to his list of credits with more than nine roles in pre-production or post-production right now, and he also does his best to give back when he can with a variety, a wide variety of charity work. Gerard, Gerard Butler, our first Scottish bearded badass. Very nice. Uh, do you enjoy? You're a romantic comedy fan. Do you enjoy his romantic comedy work? I know you're a fan of his action work. I can only think of that, and I don't even know the name of it, but he was in that movie with Jennifer Aniston. P.S. I, I love there you. There you go. Uh, you I don't much. know if that had Jennifer Aniston on it, but... Well, then there's another movie uh, the I'm bo- thinking The of. Bounty Hunter, which there was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Gerard can do pretty much anything. Yeah, well, hell, he his first like real role was Phantom of the Opera, so dude can sing, too, Yeah. Uh, in the movie version of stuff. So, yeah, he's a talented guy. That I think, you know, now that he's in, like, the later stages of his uh, 40s, he has kind of really, I guess, adapted himself to, the, like, more dramatic. And le- there's some action involved in it, but he's it's showing off his chops, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. He's very wide-ranged. And uh, in 2016, I think it was 2016, he had a surfboard accident, uh, and he got uh, hooked on the uh, on the pills, and uh, he had to go to rehab for that, and he's kicked out alcohol and drugs. Uh, since then, and uh, he's been pretty happy and, and going about uh, business the best way he can. And he's got a couple movies coming out: Den of Thieves Two. God, Den of Thieves is so good. It's really good. And then you know this whole Greenland movie that popped up. He's got a sequel to that in the works as well. <laughs> yeah, he's been in some <laughs> some questionable There's films. There's been as well. some bad stuff. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, but nobody's stuff, perfect, man. Yeah, the good stuff outweighs. Everybody needs a job. Everybody needs to get a paycheck every now and then, including Mr. Gerard. Butler. But I will say this: I mean, even if the movies he's been in are not great, he's still good in them, and it's fun. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. none of them is. I've never walked away with. I've walked away with going, man, that was a pretty bad movie. But I've never said, man, Gerard Butler sucks, or uh, I didn't at least have a little bit of fun watching it. So I'm all for it. I'm yep. a fan, and uh, wish him much, much success. And yes, he he is now uh, has filed into me guys that look weird without facial hair. And uh, Gerard Butler definitely can pull off whatever kind of facial hair he's rocking. But if he's clean shaven, he looks a little bit weird. Absolutely. But good for him. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bearded badass. With Nick and Big J. Not everybody that's here is one, but there certainly are a lot of uh, selfish selfish narcissists walking around. The United States of America. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agree. You are somebody that enjoys the Food Network from time to time, yes? Yeah, when I have God, I miss it. You ultimately uh, spend a lot of time in the kitchen from time to time as well. I wouldn't say you probably, you know, consider yourself a chef, but you you fiddle around enough in the kitchen to know what you're doing. Agree or disagree? Yeah. 
Do you think you could be a, you could outcook right now anybody on the Food Network? No. No, not at all. Congratulations. You are correct. Uh, unfortunately, a majority of Americans think they can. Uh, a new one poll came out that said that 63% of Americans that consider themselves somebody that is a competent cook at home thinks they could compete and win against a television professional celebrity chef. Uh, additionally, they found two in three think they're good enough to have their own restaurant or their own catering what business. What the hell? Come on. 62% think we're good enough to have our own cooking show on TV. Watch Restaurant Impossible, people. You'll see all the time how that's not right. And in a all-out craziness, 76% of us think that despite the celebrity chefs on TV telling you how to make a recipe, we can make it better than they can. Uh, and improve upon the recipes that chefs give us. Uh, I'll tell you what, all of you are... Oh, now listen, I'm not going to say there's a 0% chance. I'd say 5 mm, to 7% of home cooks have a puncher's chance at taking down a celebrity chef if the conditions are absolutely perfect for you in your advantage. Everybody else, you're dreaming, man. You're dreaming. Sorry, I mean, it's a nice fantasy to have, but you can't pull it off. There's just no way. Sorry, man. I mean, it's not like they get this way because they had a restaurant once. They're a celebrity chef because they've usually been doing it for decades. They're the best in what they do. They're usually some crazy-ass award winner, Michelin star, James Beard award-winning something, or nominated in that category, which is almost equally as hard. And they all know what they're doing. Now, whether or not you enjoy them or like their recipes, that's all about taste buds and personal preference. But to pretend that you're better than Bobby Flay just because... (laughs) You know how to flip a burger is quite the stretch to make, everybody. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sure you make fantastic food, but you're not going to be able to outcook a chef on TV in a competition kind of format. I mean, just just try cooking like a, a very difficult meal in 30 minutes at right. home. Yeah, 30-minute meals. That's even a TV show. Good luck with that. Uh, not only that, but I mean, even the fact that we think that, like, uh, talk to any restaurant owner you know. It ain't an easy gig to have, and it ain't an easy gig to sustain, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into running a restaurant and a catering business. So for 62% of us to think we can do that, I mean, we all may have that pipe dream of how cool it would be to run a restaurant, but most of us have no idea how to actually do it. It's really hard work. Yeah, it's really hard work. But listen, uh, you know, good luck with your TikTok videos, and I'm sure you're going to do just fine, but... I, I don't know how it is to live in that kind of delusion. And I'm, although maybe, I mean, it, the people will try. Maybe it gives them that sense of, of confidence that they need to try. But I can guarantee you all these people that are talking smack aren't going to end up being chefs. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also not an easy gig to have. There's a lot of do paying that goes along with that as well. Interesting move yesterday in the world of the NFL. One of the best offensive linemen in the business, Allie Marpet from the Buccaneers, has decided to just up and retire at 28 years old. He uh, just had his first Pro Bowl season, considered one of the best offensive linemen for Tampa Bay and in the NFL. But Marvin made the decision because of concerns of his overall health. He spent all seven of his NFL seasons with Tampa Bay, was set to make $10 million next season, but he wants to move on from football and do so with his body and mind intact. And so he's making that decision to retire, which is happening more and more these days. Really good football players are giving it up in their 20s because it's a demanding sport, man. And now, listen, he's a seven-year veteran, so it's not like he's only been in it a couple years either. He's had a pretty good career. But 28 is still young to retire no matter what, especially if you're at the top of your game. So Buccaneers take another hit 
for retirement. That team is going to be questionable at best next year. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, agreed. It's going to be tough. And uh, good news, I guess, if you're a fan of Jason Momoa and uh, our friend Lisa Bonet, they're back together, Big J. They're giving love another chance, according to Yahoo. Uh, Of course, they had separated a while back, but two weeks ago they decided to get back together, and apparently they're back and living together, so Jason Momoa is out of his buddy's backyard. (laughs) Lisa Bonet is back and welcoming back together, and I think this is a love story we can all get behind, because Aquaman should be happy. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, he deserves to be. He needs to stay away from those other fish. That's right. Uh, Go watch Peacemaker, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Texas is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Woo, Texas! And uh, they take their barbecue pretty seriously down there. You understand that, right? Yeah, man. Texas barbecue. It's all about beef. That's right. And I don't know if it's this This is the franchise, because I haven't been enough. Uh, you've heard of Dickie's Barbecue, right? Yes. So I don't know if this is the actual big franchise there, but they say it's in Houston, and it's called Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Now, do you think that's different than the franchise? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean if I it is, it's about. poor branding by this restaurant, right? I mean, it's weird to I mean, be... Dickie's to is actually called Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Well, there you go. Now we, now we know. Look at this. Learning things. So, yeah, it's... Uh, d- from, from Dallas, Texas. There you go. So there you uh, go. This one was in Houston. And uh, and apparently he was not very happy. He ordered something, came and picked it up, went home, and was dissatisfied with the amount of barbecue sauce that he was given, right? <laughs> Listen, man, don't chip me my sauce. So he called the restaurant, screaming, cursing, telling the people that work there to F them and F this, and how dare they screw him out of barbecue sauce. And they said, listen, sir, we're, we're sorry. It was crazy busy. We didn't mean to short you on barbecue sauce. If you want, you can come back and you can take as much barbecue sauce as you want. However you want to resolve the situation, we're happy to do so. But that wasn't good enough for the dude, Big J. No. The 36-year-old hung up and then decided to drive to the Dickies Barbecue Pit parking lot and wait. And he waited until the workers who served him left the building as they closed down the barbecue pit that night. And that's when he decided, Big J, to open fire on them with his gun. Oh, that's not cool, man. It was cool up until that. Well, maybe break in and get some of your sauce, you know. But he was able to get it if he wanted it. He didn't have to break in. He could have just walked in. I mean, I don't think at any time did I say this dude's actions were cool. So (laughs) I don't know. You were seemed on his side up until that point. Uh, and so he really? ended up opening fire, striking one of the workers in the arm, uh, breaking it in three places. And uh, police were then on the scene in a matter of minutes, and Thomas is being held without bail because, Big J, you're not going to believe this, but he was already out on bond, facing five other felony charges uh, of weapon branding and brandishing against other people in arguments. So he's a, he's a guy that likes to go to the gun pretty quickly. And, call hothead. and so, uh, yeah, he's got to work on that temper of his. And I'm not sure. Listen, I, I'm not saying it doesn't suck to get shorted on sauce or whatever, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, there certainly are ways that you can handle this and ways that you can respond to this. And this would be far, far yeah. down on the list. Grabbing and taking your guns to town. Not a reason. Like, I mean... I, you're not going to tell me he, he, I'm not going to tell you that he was in the right in any way, shape, or form, but I guess I could understand being extra angry if they told him to go screw off and didn't want to fix the situation, right? 
Right. Then it seems personal, but they're like, they apologized, said, hey, listen, if it's not too much trouble, come and get all the extra sauce you want. And it still wasn't good enough. Like, it's I mean, not like they said, hey, you come on and grab your sauce. I'll show right. you where we'll put it, pal. Right. Or you want your sauce? Come get it. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah, showdown in the parking lot. And bring your gun. I mean, it wasn't anything like that. But yet, for some reason, this dude decided to brandish the weapons and open fire, for God's sake. Uh, and so, a reminder once again, a thank you to the food service people, especially over the last couple of years, how much you've saved us. We know it's been hard, and we know you're not treated with very much respect. We know you're not paid very much. And it's a thankless job that you have to give all of us fatties food uh, every second of every day. And we demand more of it and faster and all that kind of stuff. But thank you for putting up with this kind of crap. And sometimes we know mistakes happen, and odds are it wasn't done on purpose. But for some reason, we take everything personally. And next thing you know, we're opening fire on a barbecue pit because we didn't get enough hot sauce. Seems weird. I would also say that if you were a true fan of Texas barbecue and things went sideways, wouldn't you have some backup sauce in your house to be able to deal with the situation? Yeah, you'd think you'd have, like... Jars of it. Right. Like, I'm guessing in a sauce emergency, Big J, if you go someplace and they didn't give you enough sauce, while you would be disappointed, I'm sure somewhere in your pantry you have a substitute. I have many. Yes. And so that would be the solution to the problem, but not all of us can think rationally in a time of anger. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Drowning Pool, that is Bodies here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. If all goes well, tomorrow we'll have another one of these, but right now we've got one of these just for you. It's another 100.3, the X Concert Announcement. A band is coming to town, a band that people like, Big J. Whom is it? Yeah, the band is called 311. Oh, man, it'll be nice. They always put on a fantastic yeah. show, uh, for sure. When's it happening and They're where? They're coming May 21st to the Rev Center. Beautiful. Tickets will go on sale this Friday, 10 o'clock, at the usual locations. And, of course, you're going to want to listen to the X for your chance to win your way in. But it's always great when these guys come back to town. Always a party and a great bunch of guys in the band as well. Here's some Come Original by 311 on the X Rocks. <laughs> 311 come original here on the morning after with Nick and Big J in town on May the 21st at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Should be a fantastic show. Always reminded of the time, Big J, we sat down with Nick Hexum at Rock on the Range. Or was it Aftershock where he had that gigantic blunt that he was uh, holding? Uh, it was Aftershock. Aftershock. Okay, yeah, it was like this... <laughs> I mean, you know, 311 has their own marijuana company, cannabis company, so it makes sense that he was, but I mean, it was the size of a small child. He wasn't messing around. And I believe that was his pre-show uh, plan, if I'm not mistaken, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Because they were about to go on stage later that night. So uh, if you haven't seen 311, you should. It's always a very good time, and they are coming back to town, courtesy of the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Having a pet is generally good for you. At least it's supposed to be anyway, unless that pet gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning and starts barking along with you, Big J, then it's no fun. Right. But the University of Florida researchers found that having pets may actually help owners stave off a bunch of cognitive declines as well. The effect was most notable among dog and cat owners, but also seen among bird and fish owners, as well as those owning smaller pets like gerbils and mice and things like that. It's believed that interacting with pets can help reduce your stress level a little bit, can lower your blood pressure, both of which can benefit one's memory in the long run. 
Pets also give their owners some companionship, of course, a sense of purpose, something to get up for every day. Research also shows that while people feel attached to their pets, laws and regulations still view them as property, which can cause undue stress in certain situations. So not saying that having a pet makes your life stress-free. In fact, in the later stages of a pet's life, it can increase your stress. But... For the most part, the good far outweighs the bad when it comes to owning a little puppy or a little kitty cat. Meow, meow, right, Big J? Yeah. Because as big of a pain in the ass as your pets can be, I'm sure that you still enjoy every single one of them, yes? Absolutely. See? So it's good. Lower stress a little bit. Take things down a notch. Enjoy yourself. And maybe help your brain in the process. Why not? Doesn't look like there's going to be baseball anytime soon. There was a weekend full of meetings between Major League Baseball and the Players Union, but on Sunday after a six-hour meeting, they left closer together, but still pretty far apart on reaching a new collective bargaining agreement before regular season games could start being canceled and spring training and all that other brouhaha. They're still pretty far apart. There's no agreement by the end of the day today. Opening day on March 31st will be canceled, along with potentially the first week of games. The players have been locked out since December 2nd, so I don't know. I don't know why they waited so long to get together, but they are. Uh, another show that you don't watch that's very popular is Killing Eve. Is that correct, Big J? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, any reason why? No, nah, I don't even know what it's about. Uh, a hit woman and a uh, crew that has been assembled in order to stop her, but things get complicated between the, heading, uh, the head of the unit sent out to get her and the hit woman herself. Uh, but it's very, very good. And Sunday yesterday marked the premiere of the final season of Killing Eve. It's gotten very good ratings for AMC and for BBC, which has been airing the new episodes, BBC America, of course. And so just in case you're curious and you've been caught up on Killing Eve on Hulu or wherever where you can find it, the final season premiered yesterday and the stars took to Instagram to say goodbye. It's a very good series if you haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, I do recommend it, but uh, that's not going to fired it up for you anytime soon but either way maybe for those of you listening that haven't watched killing eve i recommend it to you morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff on the morning after with nick and big j yeah we got a show tomorrow night at the rev center baby kill switch engage coming to town bringing with them uh some cool bands light the torch uh one of them in august burns red so a fantastic metal show happening we'll get you tickets to that if you can beat me at pop culture smackdown we give you our phone number it is 208-287-1003 you can call that anytime but right now we're gonna call it to try to win some kill switch engage tickets for tomorrow night's show, you're going to have to defeat Big J in order to claim these tickets. Maybe easier said than done. Dude's coming off a uh, run in the gamut move on Friday, so we'll see how he does today. Hello, The X. What's going on? Good morning, man. What's your name? John. All right, John, you're up first. John, happy National Tooth Fairy Day to you. I got a couple of Tooth Fairy pop culture-centered questions. The first one is, what animal represents the Tooth Fairy in parts of Europe. Yep, the tooth fairy is represented by an animal. Is it turtles? Is it doves? Or is it a mouse? Well, only one of them has teeth, so I'm going to go with mouse. Right. That is correct. Oh, good reasoning, man. That is. That's beautiful yeah. reasoning. Uh, I didn't even think about that when I put that together. Well done. Uh, Big J, what tough guy actor played the tooth fairy on the big screen? <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel. Wrong. Hey. I get them mixed up all the time. No, this is honestly. They both had similar movies. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, it's an inside it's, joke. It's The Rock. But the answer oh is God. right. The Rock. Yes. 
The Rock is the right answer. Played the Tooth Fairy in a movie, not Vin Diesel, but uh, was one of the choices I would have given you that or Arnold Schwarzenegger. But yes, it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in the movie. One was because he was a babysitter. Yeah, it was called like The Nanny or something. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Nanny. I don't know, but you're right. They both played in a movie where they were uh, former special forces. Yes, is that what it's called? Boom. Uh, congratulations, man. John, you got tickets to Kill Switch Engage, August Burns Red, and Light the Torch tomorrow night at the Rev. Please hang on one second, and we'll make sure you're all set and good to go. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your headlines next on the X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. We're all just big babies. Cry it up and must love dogs. Uh, cry it up. Authorities seized nearly $3 million worth of amphetamine, Big J. That's enough to get you through a week or two. Hidden among a shipment of onions during their tractor-trailer inspection in a federal facility in San Diego. Canine unit for the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol alerted the trailer's shipment of onions on Sunday. And then officers found about 1,200 small packages of meth, according to the news release. The 46-year-old driver was not named, was arrested for alleged narcotic smuggling attempt at the point of entry commercial vehicle facility there in San Diego. The packages of meth weighed more than 1,300 pounds and were shaped into small globes with a white covering. Apparently they wanted to blend into the onions that way, you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Drugs were estimated to be worth guesses, Big J, how much, uh, uh, how much it's worth? $5 million. No, no, $2.9 million. On the street, of course. Uh, that's a lot. But onions, I mean, I guess a good way to cover up the smell, but it didn't work because those dogs were on it, baby. You can't, you can't trick a dog sometimes like that. You, you gotta, you gotta actually walk it through a stream or a river, according to what I've seen in movies. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, when you're tracking dogs, you got, we got the dogs tracking somebody. Oh no, they've hit a stream. We lost a scent. <laughs> all right, I'll buy that. I mean, I try movie you. logic. Sure, sure. And we all know, life is a movie, right? We're all big babies or must love dogs? Must love dogs. By now, most of us can recognize a bunch of pop culture dogs just from their appearances in commercials. You know, like Spuds McKenzie, Big J. Yeah. Apparently, a bunch of people are just like us, and that is they pay attention to commercials more when there's a dog or a cat involved in it. It's very interesting, but uh, if you remember, like, some of the most memorable commercial campaigns of all time feature dogs. Yo, Kiro, Taco Bell, top one of the lists. The Spuds McKenzie dog, the Target dog that's in all the ads. They were listed as one of the best, uh, basically, commercial mascots of all time. And apparently, that's what sticks with us and sticks hard. According to a new study that was done on about 20,000 Americans, we love commercials that feature animals. Give us those dogs, give us those cats, and we will pay attention to your product. Both uh, huge companies like Microsoft and Wells Fargo have both uh, basically admitted to a huge spike in customer interaction after commercials that aired with animals in them. So you're going to see a lot more of them because the studies are starting to roll in. And I suppose I'm a sucker for a good dog commercial, Big J. Maybe even a cat one if you do it right. But it all has to make sense to me. I need that narrative to make sense. And then you'll get me locked in. Yeah. But we love animals. That probably shouldn't surprise anybody involved. So businesses out there, if you're making a commercial, make sure you involve A, a dog, B, a cat. If you don't have either of those, get Big J on a mechanical bull and we'll all remember it. Whoa. Huh? Uh Uh-uh. I'm trying to make you some money, pal. I'm retired. Wrap it up with we're all big babies. 
When uh, Sherry Mulholland was working on her doctorate in 2012, she found herself reaching for her smartphone during moments of stress before a tough exam, for example, or just a way to kind of unwind for the night. She didn't always use it. She just held it. She found it comforting. And so she put together a study courtesy of the University of Pennsylvania and found out, Big J, that guess what? We're all just big babies that need our smartphones as pacifiers as adults. That's right. It gives us a sense of calm or a sense of ease in times of trouble. It's similar to children who seek out their pacifiers when they're not feeling great. It's an attachment object that we put like a security blanket around ourselves, and that's why we feel so naked, if you will, if we forget our phone somewhere. It makes us instantly feel anxiety, like we're, we're walking out without something, and it's not a good feeling, which is why we have somebody run our phones to us, or we run home and grab our phone if we're missing it. It's a very big deal, and so it really isn't that far of a stretch to call it an adult pacifier, but that's what this survey had found, and it makes sense to me. So, Big J, get your nookie, and enjoy yourself that's... the rest of your day. What? Well, I mean, is it the Limp Bizkit song, Nookie? That is a Limp Bizkit song, sure. But you, I guess they're called Nooks, right? That's the name the name brand of the pacifiers, Nooks. Oh, is it? I yeah. had no... No, listen, I skipped that face. I, I went right into... It's never too late. Pre-adolescence. Let's get a little so. Big J around. Running around no. the Big J household. Oh, God, are you kidding? Oh, man. Come on. I would be... Daddy, why? Morning after with Nick and Big My J. My back. <laughs> There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. As Muse won't stand down here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Big J, some things are permanent at the old Taco Bell, huh? Yeah, and uh, it turns out, you know, uh, starting in January, they decided to try out this Taco Lover's Pass, Nick, where uh, you could get yourself a free taco for $10, a free taco a day for a $10 subscription fee. And uh, you know what? It's gone pretty damn well for Taco Bell. Yeah, which uh, was counter to what I thought it would do. I mean, I didn't think it was a terrible idea, but I just didn't think anybody would jump on board. But uh, apparently they have because it's been a very successful thing. Yeah, and so now it's going to be a permanent uh, offer from Taco Bell. And here's uh, how, how it wound out. Taco Bell says members visit a location's three times as often as non-subscribers and 16% of enrollees sign up for another month. See, that's exactly what they wanted. They they knew that that a free taco would get you in and they hoped it would free keep you coming back and even though it's a, you know, $10. But I mean, when you, it all boils down, it's probably what about 20 free tacos really if you yeah. go every day for a month. Yeah, here's the and here are the options too. I didn't realize this. Uh, the options include the a crunchy taco, a, country, a crunchy taco supreme, the soft versions, the spicy potato soft taco, the Doritos Locos Tacos, or Doritos Locos Tacos Supreme. So, you know, the Doritos Tacos Supreme alone is, I think, like $1.50 or something like that. I think that. they're all about that these days. Yeah, so uh, according to this, all that amounts to about $0.30 cents a taco. Yeah, it's not a bad... Nobody's saying it's a bad deal. I was just wondering if it was enough to make you go back again and again and again. But uh, apparently the answer is a resounding but, yes. And then you feel like an obligation. You're like, God, I got to go. Yeah, I, I spent get... this $10 on a taco pass. I got to use it. Yeah. Next thing you know, you got diabetes, too. <laughs> You're fighting the bulge. Well, that just makes belly. you an American, pal. Yep. Uh, and so uh, the good news is it ain't going anywhere. So if you were a subscriber, you were kicking it around, 
uh, then maybe, just maybe, it's something that you can invest in. And if you use it enough, then it's $10 well spent, I suppose. Absolutely. But I- I'm guessing, uh, you know, that's funny to me that, that the people that have this go three times more than they used to, which means, you know, you're probably spending a ridiculous amount of money on Taco Bell every month. Is there a place that you wish had a subscription service? And if so, would you take part See, in it? See, I-, I would, I-, I mean, the answer to the first part is yes, of course I do. The second part of it is uh, I'm so glad that they don't because then I don't go as much as I would need to for it to make fiscal sense for me. I don't need any more reasons to go and eat food that isn't good for me, I guess is my right. point. Uh, and uh, there's plenty of them already. But yeah, like, I mean, you know, there's uh, we've talked. I, I love uh, Culver's. And so, you know, oh, my God. And so if they have an opportunity to have something there, it would be dangerous, I would think. I would think it would. No, how many times you been to Culver's? That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm calling you out right now. That's pal. what I'm saying. I love you, it. You live like five miles away. <laughs> I love it, but I don't go because I know, like, uh, like I know that butter burgers are not good for me. I should not be eating six butter burgers a month. That would be a bad thing for me. I do not want to die, <laughs> and so I have to regulate myself on that kind of stuff, and so it's a good idea. I mean, if listen, if there was a McRib pass at McDonald's, I'd be in trouble, is my point. <laughs> I would be in you trouble. You heard it here, McDonald's. <laughs> I can't even get it on the regular menu on the, uh, uh, on the permanent right. basis, but yes. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got yourself some bad impressions, a chance to win a prize from us. That's next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Sportsman Show. Don't miss the Idaho Sportsman Show from March 3rd to the 6th. Find plenty of gear, guides, outfitters, RVs, boats, ATVs, and so much more at Expo Idaho. Again, that's happening March 3rd to the 6th. And Nick, uh, we've got tickets to the Rev Center tomorrow night. It's going to be a great metal show. Kill Switch Engage finally coming to town along with August Burns Red and Light the Torch. It's here. You figure out bad impressions. We'll get you some tickets to go for free. 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions breaks down like this. Three clues for somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is and three clues or less. And a concert you shall go to tomorrow night. Hello, the X. What's going on? Good morning, my man. You are up first. Good luck to ye. Before becoming one of the most iconic leading men of the 60s and 70s, he was a Marine and served honorably. (laughs) Next one. His earlier roles were in westerns like The Cincinnati Kid and Nevada Smith. Uh, Next one. He loved doing his own stunts, especially driving as seen in movies like Bullet and Le Mans and The Great Escape when he's riding a motorcycle. Oh, uh... Steve McQueen. He got there. He got there. Well done, my friend. Hang on just one second, and we'll get you those Kill Switch Engage tickets for tomorrow night. Why in the world is Steve McQueen in the news? Uh, Well, he's always awesome, so uh, there's that. But Steven Spielberg is developing a new movie based on a character that Steve McQueen once played, Frank Bullitt in the movie The Bullitt. I remember that movie. Yeah, and uh, sources have told Deadline that it's not a remake, but has a new idea to center on the character. That's interesting. Uh, and, and so I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, the character was interesting because Steve made him interesting. Yeah. It, with with a, a, a very little amount of dialogue. I was going to say, pretty one-dimensional character, although a fantastic movie. There's not a whole lot we get into the life of Bullet outside of 
what's going on there, you know? Well, I don't know. I, I think th- there's a good look at his character, but it's just in a 70s, really slow kind of way. And, uh, you know, after I've seen it, I've probably seen it more times than you have, Nick. So I guarantee you. Uh, there, there's some interesting aspects to the, that character there, but I, I don't know if <laughs> to develop a new movies that you can just create a new character steven right that's the whole thing i mean like if, if you're gonna do tell a completely different story then why go to that well i guess yeah uh, I, unless it's like an iconic character like if you're gonna give me a different indiana jones perspective that makes sense to me because that's yeah. a franchise albeit a fantastic movie it is just a one-off you yeah. know what i mean yeah and i'm not sure there's that attachment to it as much as there are two other characters although listen fantastic movie i wouldn't be against it but it is interesting to me how much, like, Steven Spielberg is in the remake world these days. You know what I mean? Well, it's not a remake. But I'm, well, whatever. It's a character remake. It's a new idea centered on a character that's already been developed. Right. Uh, however you want to put it. Still very interesting. But that being said, I, well, or does it depend who they cast, whether or not you're in? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I would have to see a trailer first. All right. Uh, are you not a Steven Spielberg fan? Sometimes. Depends on what he's got. Yeah. You waiting for West Side Story to drop on Disney Plus? I cannot wait. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That is Jack White. That is taking me back here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday morning. Had a beard of badass today. That always feels good. Reminded you that a uh, lack of barbecue sauce is not a reason to shoot somebody. And we also had a chance to remind you that you should grab tacos as much as possible. That's a very good idea. So a <laughs> solid Monday show to wrap up the month of February. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Hey, don't forget, today uh, my friends at Deli George are having uh, a little uh, to-do from 4 to 6. Uh, they're giving 15% of all the sales to Food Recovery Network at BSU. It's a club organization dedicated to preventing food waste to help those with food insecurity. So, hey, man, not a bad uh, thing to help. Go support Grab yourself a sandwich or two, maybe some soup, and enjoy some Deli George. Always a good meal there for sure. We will see you tomorrow where we'll have your last chance to some Kill Switch Engage tickets. We'll even need your participation with a little thing called Streaming Dumbass. That will happen tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the x Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.